Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Today I think we're talking about an article I sent you a week ago and then you got forwarded it from one. It kind of yeah. went around our circle of people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I was a little late to the party, admittedly. Mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't manning the Twitter at the at kind of the the Well you read Twitter differently than I do. You just like that's true. you just scroll down to what's on the screen and that's it. And so you yeah. miss gaps where I, I like to scroll yes. down. I always read like the connect page. So if anyone mentions yeah. my thing, so they're like Casey this or whatever, then I'll reply or I, I, I'm on that. Like right. I do that. But the other one is so long that I yeah. just, I don't, I, you can't do that. And I you don't even if you follow, follow that many people. I follow enough. I mean, yeah. I follow 70 people or something. That's, that's so nothing. many. Right? That's even if all, each of those persons only posted once. Yep. Right? That's so many. I'm just saying. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I was a little behind the eight ball on this one, so I didn't really see it. But I eventually I, I did read it and it was it was quite good. Yeah. And uh, what this is, it was a, a brief note posted by a guy who I don't know. His name's yeah. Ian Hickson. Yeah. I, I guess at Google. he's at Google. And I don't know what he does at Google. I don't would know anything about him. That if he was in the media parts of Google, they're just losing their like, shit over there. Like, mind. what is but, he saying? But he did yeah. say something that I thought was an interesting he, way to look at a problem that we run into frequently. Absolutely. So it was a it was a very smart thing that he said. I don't know how much truth there is to it uh, in terms of the volitional aspects mm -hmm. of it, but it certainly does seem to have basis in fact in terms of the the actual in results. Practice. What yeah. the, what would happen? Yeah. And uh, what he said goes something like this. He started talking about DRM, mm -hmm. right? Digital rights management. And what he said was that, look. You always hear that it's failed. You always hear these arguments from people that are like, why do, you know, why do we ship DRM? Why do we ship digital rights management? It's obvious that piracy is happening. You know, you're not stopping the mm -hmm. Chinese piracy ring from selling this on the street in Hong Kong. You're not, whatever. Like, the piracy is out there. You can BitTorrent anything. It takes five seconds to find on yep. Google. What is all this DRM for, right? It's failed. You can't make it work. Right. It's, um, it's bad for the consumer. It's like you're right. making your customers mad. Right. It's all, all yeah. these things. And what he pointed out was, which we, because, I mean, honestly, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. what, he's, what he's recounting is exactly what I would probably say. Mm -hmm. What he points out is that, like, yes, all of those things are true. Like, what you're saying is totally true. There is no stopping of the pirates. They are totally going to town yep. on it. Like, all of that stuff, totally true. What he said is that DRM is very effective for doing something totally separate from that. Right. And that content providers, the people who insist that the DRM is Either. there are actually getting something very valuable mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with, whether with their people, end users. With whether or not people are pirating their content. Right. And, and in it, fact, he's like, that's maybe even a smokescreen from what the real thing is. It's right. very clever, what he said. And his argument goes to something like this. If you have put, say, a DVD in a DVD player, you mm -hmm. may have noticed that there are such things as like unskippable commercials. It's like, hey, I wanted to watch... Mm -hmm you know, um, happy Pixar animated man saves the world or something, right. but I had to watch, you know, 30 minutes of Coke commercials Coke yep. to get to get to, okay, maybe not yep. 30 minutes, four minutes right. of like after that. And as no, for other- it's Disney, right, you're right, talking something. Right, it's true, it's, it's yeah. Disney. And something awesome with, you know, Ashley Tisdale and a dog mm -hmm. saving mm -hmm. the planet from, from I don't know, like yep. people who want you not to drink Coke. I don't know, whatever their current thing is that they made up, right. you're gonna be sitting watching. And what he pointed out was like that, Ability, the ability to dictate what you, what a legal consumer can and cannot do with the things that they bought, 
may actually be the thing that is valuable. Meaning, you're focusing all of this criticism of DRM on saying that it's not stopping the illegal use. Mm -hmm. But what if the real goal of DRM is controlling the legal use? They want to ensure that nobody can ship a DVD player that lets you skip the commercials, right? right? Because and yes, the, the, the people who pirate it, they'll cut the commercials out. But the people who right. don't pirate it will have to watch the commercials. Right. And the if they, yeah, and yes. his important point was DRM exists not to protect not to protect them from pirates right but to let them exert control over the platform keepers right the device manufacturers right. if right. they have to put in a thing that says that whatever's on the disc is what has to be played and mm -hmm. you can't you know change how it's played you can't change right. any or, stuff or, or, or even more importantly it. how they're able what you're able to do on your platform with their stuff with their stuff like, that's right can you download it right. can you download it and transfer it to another device right. like all that like if you're saying if the DRM his argument is the DRM is actually completely effective at, at letting Hollywood and the record industry yes. control how their media is used by the platform holders not by the end users that's like right. they're the end users fuck them right they're like <laughs> Yeah, they'll buy our shit anyway. They have yeah. decades of, right. of, of yeah. data saying that we can, right. I can pee on a customer <laughs> and they're still going to line up to watch the latest Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It doesn't matter, right? right? Where, where Arnold will pee on them right. for like 120 minutes. Right. So we're like, they, don't, they, they take yeah. whatever we get. Right. What is scaring us is YouTube and things like that where our media is being co-opted and changed right. and DRM is actually good at that. Right. Right. And that's, okay, so... An interesting way to phrase that, potentially, is DRM is not a weapon that allows a company to fight a user. Mm -hmm. It is a weapon that allows a company to fight another company. Yeah. And there's actually part of the argument... And we're just the collateral damage. We're the collateral damage. Right. The fact that you have to watch the Coke commercial right. is like, is the flower that got run over by the tank that was like, you know, in the in the first shot of those sort of trite things right. where there's like the beautiful flower and the tread goes yeah. over it. And that's like, that's, that's the That was that beauty. moment. Yeah. That was the moment when you thought you were going to yeah. watch, you know, Lost well, really, in Translation and instead what you were going to watch is... 60 minutes of something else, and then eventually, by the time you actually got a lost translation, you fell asleep. Right, right? exactly. Um, so the interesting thing about that, too, is that you can kind of think of that as extending... Like, one way to, to conceptualize that is that, yes, okay, so it's a, it's a direct method of having, let's say, Universal Pictures controlling, you know, Sanyo or Samsung mm -hmm. making this TV or this whatever, preventing them from giving users the power to you know circumvent something or do right. whatever it is right there's there's one there's one way to look at it that way there's kind of another way to look at it there which is like hey corporations may have realized that the only thing that is strong enough to defeat a corporation is another corporation <laughs> right they're the strongest well, the governments they're are the not, most governments, governments are the uh, governments are not relevant not yeah. in america anyway yeah corporations are the strongest thing that there is right so if I'm a corporation and I'm looking around going like, what do I have to worry about? Yeah. It's some other corporation. Right. Like the person who's going to do me in is going to be some other corporation. Right. And what's interesting about that is that like, I didn't think about until you said the YouTube thing. So like, I'm Hollywood. I know I don't understand the kids today yeah. with their like, you know, baggy pants. And their YouTubes. And their YouTubes and, and their tweeting, tweeting yeah. right? And so I look and I go, I'm not scared of the actual dude who's tweeting. Right. 
But I am scared of Twitter because that's a corporation and right. that corporation could figure out a way to kill me with what it ha- like it could right I mean it could become an adversary for mm-hmm. all I know. And so it does kind of make sense in my head that a company would go this DRM thing this like forcing technology to be subservient to us maybe right. the only way to prevent technology from just destroying us right. could totally be true the only thing that I'm not sure about is how you get to the part where Hollywood was smart enough to figure that That's out. That's what, so my only argument against, I thought it was an interesting thought experiment of yeah. thinking it as a method of control of uh, platform holders rather than users. But the big thing there is um, Hollywood, and, and I mean, everyone thinks, I mean, they do have a very um, outsized uh, contribution uh, to society in terms of their effect on other corporations. I mean, like Microsoft, Apple, many times larger than the entire movie. Like, it's, they're small. Record company in total is small. It's like what Microsoft earns a quarter in interest, right? Right, right. And in fact, I believe one of the Microsoft, in one of their little public relations missteps, compared them, like, to our interest. And you're like, oops, not the best thing if we're trying to, like, sign this deal for the Zoom. Anyway, um... The, the so so you, there's this I there's this uh, uh, thought that like oh hey wait maybe they're way smarter and trickier and all that but I every single time you read a book on really the back deals in Hollywood yeah you don't you're just away like with that. you don't no, come away with that impression no no yeah. they're idiotic and they're yeah there is and I and I feel that's the reason why at the limit game companies destroy them is not because game industry uh, game companies like games are the media of the future or anything. In terms, they're both completely dysfunctional companies, <laughs> just to be sure. Um, yeah. But game companies are way, way more rational. Like a, 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 a studio, when you read the crazy shenanigans, yeah, it's a bit they, crazy. They, they, they make the game industry look like the most rational industry on earth, yeah. right? Like way more rational. And I'm not talking about, hey, this is one tell. You read literally any yes. single book yes, about Hollywood. That is true. The book's about Hollywood. Now, I don't know if that's just a... a cause see, I feel like you kind of have to go to Hollywood to find out if that stuff's true. Right. I mean, the books may not be an accurate reflection of what actually happens, or it is an accurate reflection of some of the industry, and that's the ridiculous part of the... Like, yeah. you go read Renegades of the Empire, you don't learn the actual story about how graphics APIs came yeah. about, right? And so I don't really know to what extent that stuff is accurate, and I'm it's certainly not qualified dec- to form that opinion. Yeah, I'm right? just saying like, there's decades of not only books, but, like, the movies about Hollywood. Like, I'm they, just saying... Just so, it would have to take... Yeah. It, it would take an entire set of <clears throat> things to happen to be... The coincidence of we're trying to dumb down our industry, right? Intentionally make ourselves look bad. I think it's just more likely that they are screwed up and like th- that, could that be. and 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 the power ratio is all broken. And there's beautiful people that are actually way dumber than they really are in beautiful, and that has weird effects. And and the fact that these companies are tiny and they're controlled by. I mean, yeah. Y- y- you think of a Hollywood studio as this big thing. They're actually quite small. Most people who work for Hollywood studios are temp people. They come right. in, they start up a movie, and they shut Right, that's true. They, like they Pixar, do a lot of that sort Pixar of... Pixar yeah, is yeah, very yeah. unusual in that in they keep their there. people there yeah. all the time. Yes. Most companies like start up, bring in a whole bunch of... T- and in, that's the joke of like Hollywood is the best temp 
agency. Uh, agency in the world is they and they're very good at it like that's why the pre-production system works as well as it does they're optimized to bring people in for you know uh, two months shoot and then send them all away again I don't keep anybody on payroll right right um, and 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 uh, so so as screwed up as games kind of like zombie yeah <laughs> we have some of those in the game industry. We do have people that try yeah. to do, th yeah, do yeah, that, yeah. Um, but not to the extent of Hollywood, yes. where it's like systemic in yeah. Hollywood versus just like a, yes. a business model. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I do think it's a pretty... They do have a lot of power, but it makes it seem like they're these evil geniuses. I don't think that's the case. I think they're actually pretty messed up. Well, so, I mean, it's also the case that in general... like So them being like, oh, you know what? We're going to so far look ahead that we're going to use this you know, subterfuge to get digital rights managed to actually control the content from Google because they did. I think that's way beyond their thinking. Well, so one of the things, and I guess I can't really see... That might that, be an accidental win. Right. right. Yeah. One of the things that's, I guess, the way I tend to think about these problems, I can't quite make it fit for this one, I suppose. But, like, one thing that's worth noting is a lot of times, like... For Like, forward ascribing, like, the evil plan like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the case that you have to have a forward-looking evil plan yeah, to still true. mean that there was the evil plan. And the reason for that is because, like, natural selection in the evil plan business is still a real thing, right? It's like, <laughs> we may have all had random plans, right? So some dude in Hollywood thought that we need to do X for Y reason, and some, you know, buddy thought we needed to do this other thing, and so on and so on, Right. And it just so happens that the evil plan of, like, we need to control the player market so that they don't skip our fucking commercials or whatever the hell else is the one that turns out to be, like, I it see. got, it's like, and that's the one that actually works, that. right? Yeah. And so now when we look back on it, it's like, oh, yeah, like, that part of it did end up being the thing that worked out, and it was volitional. Like, yeah, yeah. there were all these other things that were volitional that totally didn't pan out. So it would look like mostly incompetence and, you yeah. know, whatever. But that, That's that true, and they could have started right. DRM as, like, we're going to do DRM to control the consumer because we really right. hate all these piracies. And then they're like, yeah. oh, guess what? Now we have this method, and we were able to get in, certainly with DVD was the first one where exactly. Hollywood participated in the de format definition. Yes. Right. Then they're like, oh, that was awesome. Did you see what yes. happened there? We right. have a huge amount of control. Right, so, yeah. So you 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 know it's still it, it all the evil intent is still there just because you didn't quite have it be a full master plan right doesn't really change the fact the that fact. you're yeah. living in the Antarctic in the big bunker <laughs> right so wait that, that no, just speaking of game companies we have DRM obviously in games yes um, uh, all over the place yes. and going from the spectrum of like light DRM like in Steam yes. to like the heavy duty stuff like yes. uh, EA and some other and Ubisoft yes. has done in the past. And, I've um, heard that Ubisoft is particularly yes, egregious, we, but I have experienced that myself because at this point, I refuse to buy any game that's DRM'd. Right. Right. If I absolutely have to play a game that's DRM'd, I will use your system to buy it. <laughs> but that almost never happens. It happened the other night for Bioshock because you wanted... Yeah. Need to play something, right? And so I'm like, well, what do you want me to get? I gave you three choices, I think. I think right. I, said, I said Enemy Unknown, right? Uh, Dark right. Souls or Bioshock, or Bioshock Infinite. That and was I said thing. Bioshock, and you Infinite Bioshock Infinite looks pretty. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's we what you could said. not make it work. Didn't matter. Couldn't make it work. Uh, they helped us make it work though. Yeah, they, on it's Twitter, sort of they working now. So, so yeah. that, that's it. But yeah, so no, I just won't buy a DRM game yeah. now. That's it. Like I'm done yeah. with that. So I don't buy any. I buy. I'll either I'll buy it if it's from GOG because I've had experience with them and they do not actually put DRM in any of the stuff. And I'll buy it if it's like some indie humble thing I can get from like the humble store, right, right. right? And so I know for a fact that there is no DRM in the game. Right. 
I feel like it's kind of a short road to solving that problem by just doing like for everything that people claim about DRM, if they just didn't buy it for right. one year, it'd be gone immediately. Right. Like we could well, solve think, we could solve that problem actually pretty easily. But I guess that's not yeah. worth going into for now. Yeah, so let's I put think, that aside. Well, the think, point being, everyone should just do that. You're right. right. And I yeah. think actually in this regard. Uh, games don't get a lot of the advantages of platform control that we were talking about with movie and game studio because we yes. already submitted to control by the platform holders right. decades ago. Right. They control what we do, what right. we show, the message we have, the way you right. save. They we given we gave that right. shit up a long time ago. And the price you pay for your popcorn. And as soon as right, like yeah, all of that we we definitely blew it on that regard. Right. But um, that said, I feel like it's starting to shift. That uh, I mean. They're starting to get the value of, of software development in a di different way, especially now that there's so many options that weren't there before. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know the the latest example of this obviously was SimCity, which had a really botched launch, okay. and that wasn't technically uh, all DRM, but it was related to the fact that they wanted their servers to validate the game, and their servers were incapable with keeping it up. And because the servers were acting as this DRM, a lot of people weren't able to play it for a couple of weeks. Well, so, so my, my read on that was a little different, which is that I don't actually know if SimCity was a DRM thing. Okay. Right? It's possible that it was. And it, I guess it kind of depends on how you think about DRM in general, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know for a fact that it was. And the reason that I say that is because I know you know, kind of from having heard things about what people talk about internal to, to EA. So I suppose I have maybe a little bit of a skewed perspective compared to just like what's available news-wise. Mm -hmm. But I know that for a while they were talking about, how should I put this? Like, when you purchase a game, there's kind of a concept of the, ter of the length of engagement with that game that you have. Okay. So I buy a game right. and I may play it for a week. Right. Or I buy a game and I may play it for a month. Right. And to, they want that initial to time to be... Well, this is where I'm going right. with that. So to the player, there isn't really necessarily a difference between these things, right? Because mm -hmm. it may be that you would rather have a, a shorter, more condensed experience. Or maybe you want something that you play for a long time. I don't know. The player is, is one half of that equation, right? right? Uh, but for electronic arts or for the people who are selling it, they have a separate thing, which is basically how long does it take before used copies of this game hit the market? Okay. Because unlike a pirated version of a game where it's unclear whether there was any money lost, right? It's like if someone pirates a game, I don't know if they would have bought the game. You know, if you're some idiot CEO, right, right. or the people who try to sell, you know, the people at Macrovision or the, the people at, to uh, do Safe Disk, for example, right. they'll be like, oh, every time someone pirates a game, that's $60 you didn't, you didn't have. Get, right. They pretend that magically the $60 existed, as if everyone isn't in debt on their credit card. And clearly, <laughs> there, clearly there is no extra right. $60. Right. There is literally right. zero extra $60. So right. if it didn't go to you, someone else would just have lost the $60 for their game. Right. It's right. all it is is a move. Right, right, like, right. You know, so, but ignore that fact right so the in you know if, if you're if you're being more rational about the situation and going where is there actually money that we can recoup used games are actually have a the self-evident property that if you go and buy a used game for twenty dollars from a gamestop right. that actually is twenty dollars that was exchanged 
for your game. Right. You know the $20 was there. Right. So you're not really being an idiot CEO if you're going, how do we get a piece of that money? Now, maybe right. you're being a greedy CEO or maybe right. you're not really thinking about your players or whatever. Right. But you are at least going after a real $20 instead right. of a fictional one. And so what I see uh, on the SimCity side of things is it could have been a different, still perhaps greedily motivated, but it was a different uh, perhaps angle, which is instead of us trying to prevent people from pirating this game, we were trying to prevent people from reselling the game. We were trying. We were trying to extend the length of play. Because if they get out to two months or something, then it's like, sell the used games. They, At that point, the tail is right. off. They believe there is a curve, and I believe data probably shows that there is a curve, which is that you know the price that you're willing to pay for a game maybe is fungible over time. Right? Yeah. It's like, hey, you pay $60 for SimCity within a few months of launch, but you're going to pay $30 for SimCity later and so on. Mm -hmm. right? And so what they're trying to do is say, hey, for all the people who would have bought it for $60 within that window, let's say that window is three months. Right. If they go into a GameStop or somewhere, and I, you know, I'm kind of starting to sound stupid here because you can't go into a GameStop and buy a PC game anymore. Right. But you can see I'm just trying to give yeah. you the mentality that maybe these people are coming from. If I go to purchase this game and I can purchase the used version of it for $30, maybe I decide not to buy the new one for $60. Right, right. If they can prevent there from being that availability of used games... Right. right. Then that's the natural. So the plot. idea, what so, you're thinking is, so they put this in there because having something online where they play with other players or something. I mean, that that's kind of the joke of like this game could never be right. made without the online component, and then people like change a line of JavaScript right. Right. Yeah, and it it's runs. Totally wrong. Right. Yeah. Is it, that wasn't necessarily true, right. but you're thinking they did some analysis of saying when they have people friends playing it. And you can go from city to city. That gives them an extra week of playing the game. Something so like a, yeah. that has that amount now, of money back in our right. curve. Now, now that said, hold on they fucked it all up. Hold on a second. Yeah. So the argument, and, and to be clear, so, so there's an extra a bit of amusement here. And I'm sure it's going to sound absolutely ridiculous that I'm still saying this, but I'm just this is just me applying what I feel like tends to happen in these sorts of discussions. CO logic. Now, there's a wrinkle to this. Which is that SimCity, I believe, was like PC only. Oh, was it? Is there a console version I, of SimCity? I don't even know. I don't even I assume so, but maybe they Now, you later. can't resell PC games, right? <laughs> so clearly, they were not actually... Like, this was wait, not... Wait, wait, you can't... Why can't you? I don't believe you're allowed to sell used... Uh, oh, well, oh, maybe can you no, sell I'm, them? Okay, so maybe you can sell them. You just can't rent them? Is that what it is? I There's something... Know. PC games actually have a specific... Because they are installed on a hard drive... You're saying the game You can't fly? rent them. Oh, I see. I see. Because right? people could install them and send the game back I don't to know. Gamefly. I do not know. I, I just know you can't rent them. You can't... Go to Blockbuster as right. if there's a Blockbuster. I think that's renting. You can't go there and you can't rent it or whatever. Right. So it's it's maybe a little bit of a weaker argument than it right. would be if I was saying this about a console game. Right. Right. And I totally meant that up front. So more what I'm saying, I'm not I'm not even trying to give that kind of specific thing. More what I'm saying is that I believe this mentality exists within the company, and I believe the thought process of how do we make our games have a longer premium engagement time is probably something that gets said in a lot of those meetings. Right. So it may be the case that with absolutely no DRM-based malice, they decided that it would be a good idea to have a social component to SimCity. Won't that be great right. for extending the longevity of this game? Right. No, it, no DRM thought right. in the head at that time. Right. That's all. Okay.
but they may add both, which is probably more likely in a big corporation. On the flip side, they may have been like, fuck it. We right. want, we see World of Warcraft. We know how right. much money that makes. And we, we need do the, things that have accounts, right. goddammit. Yeah. Totally, totally possible. It's, and it's also, you can also see things like the in-the-box DLC that you get from games when you buy them new. They have yeah. a little coupon, and then the first buyer gets something special yeah. that you can't, that the, the, the next buyer doesn't get. So yeah. they're fighting that in various ways. Yes. Um, a, 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 as well. I think it's probably a little mm -hmm. of both because most evil things don't come from like a particular thing. Right. It's just it's a, like collection a collection of, of thing, nonsense. Yeah. Um, the yeah. funny thing about the engagement, like if that was the primary goal, since their servers were incapable of handling anybody for like, you know, 10 days or whatever, <laughs> the they had the opposite yeah, effect. The opposite. Where in fact, Amazon finally just said, we're not selling this game until the problem's fixed. Really? Yeah. They pull, oh, because I, I, I assume they were getting all returns. Right. Because so, there was literally a while where you could not, for the first week or so, and there's claims of like, it was only two days or whatever, but right. I, I've for seen... For a while. For two a, days is still a very long yeah, time yeah, at yeah, game I, launch because most, most yeah. of that... You know, there's a huge number of people in those first two yeah. days who were the, the early players of the game. Right. right. So and so anyway, you have this. Uh, you had this situation where the game would crash, you lose your work, you build all this time in the city. The cities were tiny because those were like all this stuff was happening. Now supposedly that's all fixed, but now you have a game that is really associated with like worst launch yeah, ever. Yeah, it's tainted. Right? Yeah. And also a game that in general before this had nothing. Like the screenshots, people. This was this game was looked forward to. People were freaking okay, out because okay. it had, it had a, a very nice vibe aesthetic. going into it. And 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 SimCity always has had this kind of right. like, hey, this is more than just a game. This is something that we grew yeah. up with. Yeah, it's, that's it's true. Like a, it's like a venerable know, Rubik's franchise. Cube. It feels different. Yeah. Um, and they sh they messed that all up, right? Yeah. So it was a huge disaster on that front. Um, it's unclear in the long run whether any of that matters, but certainly at least right now, that's. You know, if you bring that up, and I told you, I, I tweeted about this as like, I was in a cab in New York, and the guy, and I, you know, he's like, ah, oh, what do you do to make things? And I'm like, oh, video games, and he's like, oh, Sim City, huh? More like Sim Shitty, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, you play games? It didn't work for you, and he's like, nah, 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 I just read about it, Wired or something. So awesome. and I'm like. Well, right. Okay, we're they right. have lost this battle. Yeah, that's this is right. over. That's right. the thing was like when the taxi driver is giving you stock tips, get out of the market. Yeah, exactly. That's what that is, right? It's like it's like whenever people who aren't at all related to this industry suddenly Become have this, this opinion thing. of yeah. it, it's like you know how, exactly how far that wavefront has spread, right? right like it right. went out. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know that we'll see much of a change. Uh, because I think they'll draw mm -hmm. the wrong lessons. They'll just simply say we need more servers next right, time. Right, we need a better, we need a smoother launch for our DRM. Right. Than whatever. Yeah. Then, then just saying like maybe this, maybe we need what maybe if if it is engagement, maybe making the game more fun might be something what we could work <laughs> on. Right. Uh, uh, but then, well, but you know, again, that's that's a tough problem, I think, mm -hmm. and I don't really know what the solution to it is because I don't think you can really say that. I mean. There are games that are like two-hour games. Like that's the yeah. natural length of the game. It's really fun. It's great. Mm -hmm. But it's just like I don't actually want companies to be thinking exclusively about how do I make 160 right. hours of fun in every game. Right. Like, I don't want or, that. Or how really. do we make a game that's addictive or whatever. Like all those are bad, bad right, actions. Right, right. Um, and so I don't really know what the solution to that problem is exactly. I mean, I feel like in general just – Maybe you need to reassess right. the market dynamics in general because it doesn't seem to me like other industries 
have had that hard of a time mm-hmm. with the piracy thing necessarily. They react yeah. exactly in the same stupid ways. But if you look at something like movies or whatever, they really haven't been able to cut down on the piracy. Right. It seems like it's still rampant, but they're still going. Yeah. I mean, I also think you know. You, I don't know. I also think um, I'm not, setting. I'm not sure. I mean, there's other ways they could tackle that. Of like, hey, Origin allows you to resell that used game on Origin, and then they take a piece instead of you taking it back. That's like, great. there's other things they could tackle that. Right. The other, I mean, there's certainly there was a huge amount of problems with Origin, and everybody's like, Origin's the worst thing in the world, and all that. And I just just like, guys. Steam was really fucking bad at, at one time, yeah, right? And so I, I hate hearing people when they're like, well, I just want on Steam, I won't buy on Steam. I mean, that's yeah. really nuts all, all, all along. I mean, Steam <laughs> is nicer than most things, but I still find it to be ridiculous to use. So, like, uh, I, don't, I don't super think that the solution necessarily is, like, always giving Valve 30% of your profits is not the solution to the game industry's problem with... Well, um, uh, yeah, I mean, games, that's so. that's certainly true, but also the Steam thing doesn't, like, from uh, a person who I guess is, is certainly more of the purist perspective, I don't see Steam as solving any problems because it's DRM'd again. Right. Right? It's like, anytime I have to talk to a server to install a game, that's right. DRM. So, and different people seem to have different understandings of what DRM is, and mm-hmm. I don't really understand that because it's a very well-defined term. Yeah. DRM simply means that there is some digital restriction, right? It is a digital rights management. It is managing your rights in some way. Right. So you can say, once you have agreed that there is DRM, we can say what the rights are that are being managed. Right. And you, there are more or less of those, obviously. You can right. have something that has more rights managed than other things. Right. But whether or not something has DRM is black and white. If you cannot, re, you know, take full ownership of the binary right. yourself, it's DRM. Right. So think, Steam is fully DRM. You cannot right. just install a Steam-delivered uh, binary on another machine. Right. It has to have been authenticated through Steam there's, on that machine. and that's yeah. So it's DRM. End yeah. of story, right? And there's to me, a, that's bad. I don't think that's yeah. a good thing. Because, I think this is another one of those things where you're just like, you want the world to be the place. You want to encourage the world to be how you would like to see right. it become. Yes. And so in this case... You can look at things like, all right, we're going to get more of this. Like, you know, the Xbox yeah. guy talking about the next <clears throat> Xbox. It's leaked out that this is probably an always-on console. Are you talk- you're talking about Adam Worth? Yeah, where you could or have the just Adam said... Adam Worth-a-thon that happened there? Well, you could have just said, we yeah. have not released the console. We don't know what we're going to do. Right. Whatever. Right? Because the console's not ready. Right. This is it's, going to, it's out there again. Right. So there's no reason to have this debate now certainly when there's unless nothing you're trying else to, to unless talk unless you're trying about. to foam the runway right that's true right i mean I didn't, this is this 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 yeah. is this is lighting the runway on fire though they <laughs> kind of did a job which was okay there was one right. way to say that's that's a good way to put it I you could have you could have talked about this thing and said like yes what we're doing it it's not what was his name adam adam orth okay. is the person on twitter who represents microsoft in the capacity that anyone on Twitter represents Microsoft, right, I mean, certainly, right. but uh, who was basically making the statements. I, I get the feeling that, like all things, the way that you say something Maybe. has a bit of an effect on how incendiary that right. thing ends up being. It was not like, oh, huh, yeah, we're trying to provide... It was, it was yeah. like, you guys are stupid right. for not realizing how well, awesome was, Always On is. So he brought also, up stuff like, well, you can't use your Xbox, the power goes out, so why are you upset if you can't use your Xbox, the internet goes out? Like, things like this yeah. that, the that are just, you would, you the, obviously the missed, you obviously yeah. are completely unaware 
of basically 20 years, all right, 10 years, let's say, of Microsoft press mishaps. Right. To ever think that you should sit down in front of a Twitter stream and type that in when anyone knows right. that that is where you work. Right, right. Let alone if you're in a relatively uh, spokesperson-like position, like Adam Worth is like, I think he maybe has like 20,000 followers on Twitter yeah. or something as a Microsoft person. Right. So he is not a like random Microsoft employee. Right. This isn't some engineer just like screaming. No, no. no. Right. And also this is like, they were not planned that you could tell like even his analogies were really yeah, tortured. It's not like, a good idea. You yeah. wouldn't, you know, hey, right. I'm going to get rid of the cell phone because the coverage is bad in this area. Right, you right. I'm like, yeah, I would. Right. I've done that. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> of course, if they, of course you'd get a new cell phone if it didn't work at your house. Right. Like, yeah. So there were problems with that. And then, right. but then the whole thing of like people going, hold on. And you even had people that engaged him in the non-Twitter way, which is like with politeness and clarification. And that is not how Twitter normally goes. And that was right, what right, people right. saying, well, you know, I just want to point out that, you know, not everyone lives in a place like San Francisco, Seattle, New York, That's where right. there's great internet. And he's like, yeah, well, why would you want to live there anyway? Which, like, to which people were saying like, the, it's the worst possible thing. Cause they're like, you know, you know, stuff like my brother is in Afghanistan <laughs> fighting. Like, you, you never want to say something that could be like bad for like a poor military person. Right. Like, it's like it brought up all of these like yeah. stereotypically sympathetic people who you just shat right. on. Right. Like, you looked like right. the biggest ass all right. of a sudden to everyone. Like, even right. people have no idea yeah, you what you're talking about. You, you don't want to terrible. You don't want to like, slap the cancer yeah, kid. Yeah, that that don't was really the... bad. I mean, that was a really big mistake. I think what that guy in the video said, like, is like Adam Worth, or like I, like I call him the soon-to-be-fired right. Adam Worth, right? <laughs> right. Or like, as I call him. Yeah, I guess. So I, I don't really know, yeah. uh, sort of, how that thing is currently spiraling out of control, right. potentially, or, or yeah. what's. Happening I think it was just they came out. Major Nelson came out and said, "We're not going to talk about this. Like, right, this is like, way in the future." Right. He wasn't right. speaking. He's been fired. So <laughs> yes, he just said, yeah. And, and yeah, now, 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 yeah. there's nothing coming up. Right. Yeah. But it is. Uh, he got promoted to Windows Azure. You're never going to hear from him again, <laughs> right? Like he's on a project. No the way Microsoft works now is he's just been promoted to right. like overall right. Right. Okay, digital. Right. Yeah. Right. Who knows? But in in general, uh, uh, yeah, that was just that was pretty pretty nutsoid. But it is funny to think... Well, but let's... Okay, so let's talk about the, the more interesting issue there, right? Which is like the always-on DRM mm -hmm. sort of thing. Exactly. Right? And so I think a lot of this stuff... There's, there's an abstract argument to be made for digital rights management in general. And it's very similar to the argument I made in the very first video podcast we did, which is about who do you want to control your digital future? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be you? Or do you want it to be someone else who doesn't have to listen to you or do anything that you say? Right. right. And I feel like the promise of personal computing, as it came about in the 80s and so on, ironically brought to you largely by Microsoft in a number of mm -hmm. ways, right? Uh, both Apple and Microsoft leading that charge in a number of important ways, now turning around to shit all over it, mm -hmm. right? But that promise that there, the computer was person, it was your computer, and yep. you could do on it what you wanted right. to do. They should recut the 1984 commercial, where you just where you are fighting against. No, it's like the, the baby. Remember the baby? The baby is just born shackled. <laughs> it's, it's a baby in like handcuffs and foot cuffs, right? Because right? you remember, there's a little baby or, and an iTunes account. Um, right, it's, yeah. he's got like an Apple logo on his fucking forehead. There's like, he's, here's the baby, and then this like little branding thing just yeah. comes in and goes. Tss. 
it has gone completely right. the other way, right? Which is like complete um, control. Complete control. So, uh, so the interesting thing about that, right, is like that was actually a ch very big change from in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. when computing was thought of as a thing where there were mainframes right. and then there's a terminal. And we log in to mm -hmm. some large entity who controls right. our computing resources. Right. You're like, does that sound familiar? Right. You're right. You're does like, it fucking sound familiar right, to you? Exactly. Right? Facebook, et cetera. Just right? everything of like, everything there are large now, computers out uh, yeah, there with all your right? shit on it yeah. that is easily oh, yeah. controlled yeah. in a number of ways. Yeah. By the company, it's by the government, oh, yeah. by everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it, I see nothing good about our current digital <laughs> landscape. It's terrible. Um, but anyway, so given all of that sort of thing, right, it's just a question of, hey, in games, we actually do still have a viable market in a right. lot of ways of something that is shipped to you in a way that you can totally do what you want with it. Right. Even things that are pseudo DRM, -y, like I have an Xbox and I have to buy this disc and the disc can only come from Microsoft. Right. After you bought the disc... There is really no way to stop you from being able to play this on your Xbox. You can just never right. plug that Xbox into the internet, and you can play what's on that disc from now until the time when the Xbox dies. Mm -hmm. Roughly three months, probably, for most <laughs> Xboxes. But maybe you can repair right. it. Right. I don't know. Right. right. Now, there is some games that come out and say, you have to update your system software, and then, you're in, then you step you into do, the... Do, do. Yeah. 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 So anyway, point being... Uh, moving to this sort of concept of, in, this is why also I don't like Steam. I don't mm -hmm. like it. Um, they could do some things to change it that would make it so I do like it, right? But like, I don't like it because you are voluntarily ceding control to someone. And so everything you do from then on is at their discretion. Mm -hmm. It is no longer your decision what you right. do when you sit down at your computer. Now it's at their discretion what right. you do when you sit down at your computer, right? right? And they make the argument that we want to make the experience so much better that you're willing to give up some control for the thing for the for the uh, conveniences that we provide. It's just those are the conveniences you get yeah. right now. Well, hold on. Right. Two things about that. Yeah. One is that first of all, like those things don't go together. There is no reason why I can't have a service which digitally stores all my stuff on yeah. somebody's server that isn't DRM. Right. There's no, the things that they asked me to give up are literally, it is literally like, I don't want to say a devil's bargain, but it is literally like a, a, a sort of a, a negotiation between two adversarial parties. You are not saying, please give up X. Because until you give up X, I cannot provide you with Y. Right. Right. What they are saying is, I could be providing you with Y, but I do not wish to. Right. So you must give me X before I feel as though I would like to give you Y. It's like, I, I don't feel like you should have Y right. until you give up X. Because, I don't know, I look at you and you don't look like the kind of person who can really handle X responsibly. Why don't you let me take that? The Whether or not I can install this game on this PC that I right. built by fucking hand, right, or whatever right. it is, is apparently not something that Valves feel like I'm qualified to make a decision right. about. Right. So they need to make that decision for me. Thank well, you so much. Right. Right? Mind you, and I will address this to anyone who is watching this video who is not in the game industry. So maybe they have not had the opportunity to meet all of these people who they are voluntarily saying can control what they do and don't do. <laughs> Pretty much 100% of them, every last one of them, pirate shit all the time. <laughs> You're just throwing that out there. It happens. Every day. 
<laughs> it is true. Whether it's MP3s or games or no, movies or whatever. It's Game of Thrones. And one of the things that I think... Or Game of Thrones. That's... Just going to throw it out there. Right? 99% of the game industry is... Has part of Game of Thrones. Field. So here's the thing. <laughs> the stuff... What you have to remember is the reason, I think probably, while the, why they're looking at you and going, you're so untrustworthy. I need to make sure that you don't pirate shit. Is because they are pirating shit. They're going, <laughs> I know, they're projecting their own behavior onto you. You may have never pirated anything in your life. You may be the most well, honest consumer also, in the world. Most people don't know how. So right? you're even like, even aside from the fact, like the average person, the people who are getting on bit the people who are complaining about not having an internet connection good enough to run the 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 not without connection a four gigabyte game. Right, they're not sitting on some like fiber <laughs> pipe to valve like bit torrenting fucking Game of Thrones twenty four seven, right? <laughs> so this is the thing: they are projecting the behavior of piracy not because they're like, oh, there's this riffraff out there, <laughs> like, oh my god, the unwashed masses are pirating all of our stuff. They're like, no, they're like, oh. Oh, people pirate stuff all the time. Really, where'd you get that opinion? It's like, well, because you pirate stuff all the time, right? <laughs> so what they look at, I'm assuming, is they're like, well, we gotta, we gotta have this DRM to like lock the content down or whatever, right? right? Meanwhile, it doesn't affect them at all because they've got a key that unlocks all the games <laughs> anyway, right? right? They don't have to worry about right. like their games right. aren't going anywhere. Their games aren't going anywhere. They don't have to worry about bad decisions that they might make in the future, right? That affect how you can play the game because they're never going to have to deal with those decisions, mm -hmm. right? They are they're in a they're sphere safe. of protection from yeah. them, right? Yeah. And similarly, you know, <laughs> they've got the source code. If they don't want to watch nine ads or whatever the the number that pops up when you boot Steam, there's a like it's like here's the ad window. I don't even know if you could turn that off. Is there right. a checkbox somewhere? I have no idea. But if they didn't want to watch that, they could just turn it off. Right. They can make a config file setting that's only done in the beta version of Steam, which is what they run, that doesn't show that <laughs> thing, right? And so the, really the reality of the situation is that you have people making decisions that don't affect them, right? right that make life worse for the player. Right. And but, that is a very... I don't like I don't, anything scary, about but that the, the, situation. Their point, right? the, 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 what they're going to... What they're going to counter-argue with in, in is the common thing is like, hey, we do these sales. And that's the reason where they get a lot of people. It's like, hey, the sales are insane. They, yeah. do, they do act as a clearinghouse where they go to take two and say, let me get all your old games. It is a way to get stuff without you having to always do the legwork and doing it. So there is – I would say there are things about Steam that I like. Yeah. There's a lot of things in it that just don't make any sense that are just literally just there to make. And, and, and that's even in addressing the fact that Steam's one of the ugliest applications and ridiculous user interfaces I've ever seen. Well, Ignoring okay, but, all that. but I mean, again, I'm talking only about the control aspect yes. of it because honestly, I think Steam as a service is fine. Yeah. It, in fact, it's better than a lot of the other services you can have. Yep. So like, I'm not at all criticizing the program, the ability to have a game library and play it and whatever. Yep. Great. Like, I think that's great that they ship that. Yeah. And like my complaint with it is the fact that they aren't actually allowing me to own the things that I paid for. Right. 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 That that is not provided to me. Yep. The concept of first sale copyright doctrine, they unilaterally decided that it's they don't have to respect it anymore. Right. right? They've changed what should have been a purchase into a license. 
I find that disingenuous and I find it risky for the end user because now they lose control over things that they have paid money to receive. This right. is not a free service. You don't log on to Steam and just get to play everything, right. right? It's literally a service where you pay for individual pieces of software and then you do not own them. Right. Which is, to me, I find a very bad situation to be in because you just don't know what the counterpart is going to do in the future, right? right? right. And they have and changed their license agreement over time. I mean, oh, sure, everyone they does. changed it last and time, there was a big stink right. about, like, right. oh, hey, you can't be a class action, all right, that right. nonsense, right? Yeah, um, and so, uh, you know, to address part of what you were saying, though, is you were saying, like, there's, you know, these, these benefits and these sorts of things. So one of the things that you were saying, right, is like, okay, well, they'll, you know, there's there these Steam sales or whatever, all that sort of stuff. I don't understand what bearing that has on DRM, right? Because all of the things that I said still apply to that situation. If you had a sale and I bought the games, they're, right. they're my games now. Right. Why is DRM involved in right. this, right? It's, like, what does that because, have to do with it? I mean, they have turned something into a bargain that you don't particularly care for, which is... They are saying, you give up control, we will go to all these game companies before they go out of business and make sure that they get their games on Steam and make sure that they, you can buy them. And like, there's an advantage there of them doing that. That is a service they are providing of putting their, and they get something for it, certainly. But it, they, they are looking at as you're, you're getting something, we're trying to make something that's good enough. And we've seen this argument directly from Valve people of like, we're trying to give you something so good that you're willing to give up this other thing. We understand that you're giving it up, but we're trying to give you something so good that you are okay with that. But I get it, it, what it I don't is, understand is why did I have to give it up? Yeah. I Where mean, what what about what you're saying required me to give up ownership of the thing that I because purchased? Val, right, it's it's solely an arbitrary thing of Valve saying that if I have control over this, then I then we have control over the user in some sense, and then they can get stuff out of that. So whether right, so that's that that to me is a, no, I, I I understand. Right. I mean, I think they're very open about the fact that it is a trade-off. I don't think maybe not publicly, but certainly the Valve employees see it as we are trying to make something good enough that people are willing to give up something they used to have, and and. I don't know, maybe for most consumers, they don't see it as a bad thing. But yes, I mean, I think it is something, it will take them, and they'll do it eventually, doing something snotty or horrible. Right. To, and then everybody, and like everything else, that kind of stuff goes in circles. Right. Of like, yeah. There are people at Valve right now that I have a lot of respect for that kind of keep Valve in check. And it's not because there's like all these evil people at Valve. It's like corporations are not, everybody's not thinking about, they're right. making little decisions that sometimes turn into bad things. Right. But there are people at Valve that could keep that completely at bay, right? right? That just like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, we're not right. doing that, right? right? And so, and you can guess who the, the, the biggest right, one right. who makes that happen right. um, uh, is. And, and, and so, but there will come a time when, I mean, I always say that like Valve feels like to me like Microsoft in about 1987, 1986, okay. where they're hustling and they're a little company and they're doing things and they're doing kind of cool things. But at the same time, they're a little full of themselves. They're a little buying into their own press and they're starting to do, they're starting to sour the milk a little bit. And so we're coming into the point of like the early 90s where Microsoft started doing really shitty things, kind of unchecked. Well, and I feel like yeah. in, in if the right people at Valve leave, it could totally turn into Right, that. yes. Well, but, and, but okay, so I'm still not sure I really heard the answer to the question, but that's okay. So I can't tell you what the, why they're related, I, if okay. that's what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I don't understand 
why, I mean, for... I mean, black, practically or, or just like, because practically it's because they decided and they are the ones that have, that went ahead and did it, right? Now there are other people like Humble Bundle and stuff like that, but they were the ones that, they can set the rule because they were the ones, unless we go in and try to like turn like legal action of every time I buy a game, right. I should always be able to resell it myself. Yeah. Which may very well happen yeah. actually. And somebody nobody has ruled on first sale doctrine. The like the the duck the duck theory, right, the like if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck or whatever, right. you know, that those sorts of things. It's like you can't simply say that something's a license and have it be a license. It doesn't really work that way. Right. Like I can't say I licensed you those bananas at the store or whatever. Right. Like it doesn't really work that way. Like you kinda have to have a legitimate argument that what the person was doing was not purchasing the product, right. but rather licensing the product. So it, it does remain, no one's ever brought the consumer version of that, right? right? No one's ever brought the, like there was the Autodesk one, but that wasn't really the same thing. So no right. one's ever brought the ones like, is a game purchased on Steam a purchase? Because if it was, that, that's just out the window, right. right? It's like, that means you can crack the DRM yourself if you want to at right. that point, right? Because it's like, it was your actual... Without getting banned. It was your, it was your, right, right, it's like your actual thing. I think you, you would have legal protection at that point for being like, hey, my first sale doctrine, you know, right. I have rights here and those rights are being violated or something like that. Right, right. I don't know. So Which we'll they see could what pivot. happens. They could Who always knows be what's like, okay, then you can now sell them on Steam and whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. All the, the only and I will say, like, for the most part, I don't feel... I mean, I think I give Valve a lot of shit, but a lot of the reason I give them shit is because they don't have to behave like a lot of other companies, and they're kind of a beacon of, like, not shittiness. Okay. And every time they do something shitty like microtransaction or hats or stuff like that, I'm like, all you do is you now are this example case of letting people do things that are worse. Because, <laughs> and so that's what I don't You're saying basically that Valve legitimizes it. Like well, by, by putting the hats thing. on things, right. they're kind and of think, like leading and, by example towards a very bad Yeah, person. and I think they do that. Um, and again, they always have rationale for it of like, oh, hey, but then people can sell stuff online. We give them a way to make money and all that. And all that, all of those things when they end up talking about those usually end up being orthogonal wins. It's like... You could still have marketplace where people could buy stuff. You could still have all these things. Um, so it is, I feel like a lot of, and I think a well, lot of, uh, of the other thing is I yeah. think a lot of their decisions are made like, oh, hey, you know, uh, we know that people aren't going to pay for games in the future, right? We, mean, we know that's happening. And you're like, is that, Doesn't why do you know like that? It doesn't look like it for you, certainly. Um, so, uh, but, so they kind of make these moves like. Well, and, and some of that probably is the standard, like, the, econo the standard economic fallacy thing that people do, which is like when they look at something, like the goal is always just to maximize the revenue that's generated mm -hmm. from it, right? right? And like there's no thought about the other, you know, it's, it's the standard corporate problem, right? right? The things where we don't think about the externalities, we don't think about right. our customers, we don't think about the world, we don't think about right. any of that. It's just like, so hey, DRM, you know, we put that in there and we ve we verified that we right. get 10% more money from it. So rather than going, DRM is a bad thing for the people who actually paid for the or game, even, will give up the 10%. Like, they never would make that decision. Yeah, yeah, and that's right? not I mean, because they haven't right. thought about it. It's just, it's sometimes it's an easier thing to analyze. Sometimes it's the right. kind of thing where you're like, um, uh, there's not a way to measure it. But there's also things where at some point, um, and Val's usually pretty good at this, which is you're like, you're making a local decision that does end up with more sales. 
but might be hurting you over time. Which and are very, and, and, yeah. And, and those things are very difficult yeah, to measure. It's and they're very pretty good at things. doing things that aren't like that, but they've started recently yeah. doing more that I think that actually just are kind of bad. But um, yeah. they, they are pretty good at looking at things like that and saying, hey, if you buy a game from somewhere else and it's also available on Steam, poof, you have a key. Like, like uh, you know, they're looking at things where, where that's d definitely beneficial to them because it gets them another Steam customer and Steam customers buy more Steam games. But at least is like, you're, they're not looking at least just first order sales. They are looking right, right, like yes. secondary things. So at some point, I feel like a lot of that stuff is... Maybe it corrects, or maybe the key people at Valve retire, and then Valve turns into Microsoft in 1992, where they have... I mean, really, at this point, they have a huge amount of control right. that they could turn the dial on, and the industry would have would take a couple years to deal to, to back out of. Well, and, and so and it's that's, just they're that's being really, cool right now. That's the thing about DRM as well, right? The main thing about DRM is it's not about what is happening right now. Yeah. It's about what will happen. Mm -hmm. Right. In other words, you are spending money today, real actual work, the like actual currency of life mm -hmm. you are putting in to get something which someone else controls whether or not you have access to. Right. right. right? And it is literally an exact mirror, right, of old school economics. The like, there's the valve like feudal manor and like you are on it and like you the king has decided like what you can and can't do with how whatever you like you know plowed the fields or whatever it is right as soon as you subscribe to one of these models you are saying that sort of the you know i don't know how people in general feel about it but i feel like sort of the change in western civilization to allow anyone to own property like it is not all the king's shit and we get to use right, it sometimes, right. right? It's like, it is actually my game. I bought it right. and I own this game. Right. I own the house. I own whatever it is. Like I paid the money and I have it. I think there's real political and real sort of psychological ramifications to those things. And DRM is like the digital equivalent of all of the bad things that happened in those old models. Right. And it's all great when the lord of your manor is a super nice. benevolent dude who cares about all their peasants and whatever the hell. And it's like, oh, thank you for letting us have the TF2 penguin thing that you gave us yesterday and whatever. Like, that's all great, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is, in general, those things never last. Right. When you look at history, it only takes a very short time for it for, to go from good to bad. Right. And really what the personal ownership thing is, is it's an insurance policy. It's a way of trying to insulate a system from the bad actions of someone with a lot of control. Right. By, by sort of separating that out downward, by pushing that downwards, it now c c takes a much more concerted effort right. to get things to go sour. Because everyone can very quickly turn around and go, you know what? I don't have to stay on Steam because I own all these games. Right. So I can say fuck Steam and go to some other new service. That, that is a big incentive. Right. And so this digital lock-in with the DRM, and the same is true of the App Store. Again, we're saying Steam because we happen to be talking about it. But it's all of these right. same services, the same thing, right? If you do not actually have the bits you bought, you are setting us up for a problem, right? right? The whole industry for a problem, not just you individually, but we all have skin in that game which is 
keeping ourselves, giving, re retaining with ourselves the ability to prevent a few bad actors at the top from ruining everything that we have, right? Right. right. Yep, it's true. It's yeah. true. There's a hard, it, it is a hard thing because you're fighting natural conveniences. You're fighting natural... Like, there's a lot of things that you end up fighting that are... Uh, that become a lot more complicated. But you, you, you have to kind of make that argument that, like... Well, some, but some of that is... I, and I think I... This is the same thing I said on the first video podcast, right? Is that, in, in a large sense, it is our fault as developers, too... Because why aren't there more services that are the same as Steam, but mm -hmm. which don't have DRM? Right. Right? Or have at it's least the same features. It's our fault for not yeah. providing that. Right. Because it's not like, you know, Steam and a bunch of other services were available and people selected that one instead of these other ones that were DRM-free. Pretty much the only people who are DRM-free are GOG, and GOG doesn't really sell new games. There's right. maybe like one or two new games on there every so often, but for the most part, they sell old games. Right. And they do very effective business at it and I think a lot of people are buy their games are successful mm -hmm. but they aren't selling a Steam like thing they're right. not they're not really a competing service they're a complementary service really right, right, um, right at some level right, right. So. it's also I just find it interesting if you're a game developer if you don't set up your own thing yeah that's a bad call just anyway it's like yes maybe uh, uh, it makes perfect sense that EA would do something like Origin because you've got to do shit like that it's right. not just protecting even if you're like oh well, I'm going to offer it on Steam anyway not having a way for somebody to just you know give you a credit card number and take that order is yeah. nuts anyway yeah. it's like yes it's a pain in the ass but it's also like why would you not why would you cede <laughs> control of the right, customer right. that's bananas to me right. just as a business side of thing um, but yeah hey it's complicated and a lot of uh and it is the part of games that most game companies, part of games that most game companies just don't want to deal with, right? They just want. Well, to yeah, and I yeah. think you know, a lot of people who make games, they just want to make games, and yeah. I totally appreciate that. But at the same time, like, the cost for not the same exact thing as the first video podcast, the cost for not taking these things more seriously, right? We pay them, right? Yeah, We're paying them right now with the OS thing, mm -hmm. and even Valve is paying them, right? Valve right now is basically having to pay the cost of relying on Windows. Right. They are essentially getting screwed by the same thing that I am concerned we may eventually get screwed from by them. Right. right? right, right. It's a, so they are not and, know, and, and, they are and, not really in control here. They are themselves having to make a move to Linux because they're getting screwed right. by Microsoft. So everyone has this risk there. And so I try to sound the alarm on these things because I see them coming and I'm like, Could, this is not the way you want to structure things for resilience. It's just not. Right. In fact, I believe there's a book isn't there a book that uh, just came out recently from the Black Swan guy? Oh, um, Calmot did another the, one? The an anti-fragility. Oh, okay. He was no, talking about like structuring systems so that they're more resilient, right? And in some sense, that's really, that's all that I'm talking about with the DRM thing. It's like DRM is not bad because of specific things that we point to and go, I don't like the fact that X. Right. The problem is who has control and the person who has control makes a big difference for a lot of things down the line. It's this huge, it's, it's basically a tinderbox, right? That we're stuffing full of newspaper here and, and gunpowder and all this stuff. Like, well, actually, I don't know if you ever use gunpowder and newspaper together. Probably not, <laughs> right? My fire starting solo size, I was never a Boy Scout. I only recently was taught how to even use a wood stove. Wait, did right? you think but, a gunpowder started the fire? Because that would be crazy scouts. 
No, I don't know anything about it. I know that you have to learn how to start fires in okay. these things. I don't know. I'm the worst outdoorsman. I'll be dead right away, right? I think a lot about the digital future, but the actual future, like if we're all like trying yeah. to start fires and eat yeah. elk or God, I don't know what the hell You're else, I'm, I'm dead first day. So it's not even relevant. Like I, and it won't even be because like somebody killed me to take my stuff. It'll be because no, I like, didn't know water. how to... Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know what was potable. I, I ate a bad mushroom and killed me. <laughs> right? Like, that's all it is. I don't even have the common sense to know like what's yeah, edible. That's right? awesome. um, and so, yeah, that's totally true. But I care a lot about that stuff. And so it, it yeah. bothers me. It bothers me the more... Problem is it bothers me more in the vowel sense, too, also because I have friends there. It's easier to dismiss electronic arts, perhaps, because I have mm -hmm. less friends, especially at EA mm -hmm. Corporate, right? And so it's like, I don't know, there are bad people who do it. But the truth is, they're not bad no, people. No, it never it, is it's bad all just, right, it's Even not, Microsoft at their most horrible, or Apple at their most horrible, is not really yeah. bad people. There's probably some bad yes. people, right? It's just like there are so some bad rare, people everywhere. It's so but yes, rare it's when somebody's not, bad. Yeah. It's all people exactly. making local yeah. decisions that seem yeah. rational, yeah. that nobody steps aside yeah. and goes, wait, right. if all of these things are true, right. We got yeah. it. Well, this is kind of shitty. And so. it's it's also this sort of it's it's a lot of self centric sort of it's it's a lot of self centered thinking. It's like it's not wanting to ever give anything up mm -hmm. in order to like maybe see that the world's a better place because it. But yeah, you you made a little less money or you yeah. had a little less control. But hey, you did a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like and that's good in the abstract. Like you yeah. you mark things towards a better a better. So future you could argue a very a very simple way to de at least deal with the problem is, hey, use Steam whatever, but have a free alternative. If right. you really you think pirate it's everything you well, buy no, no, Steam, I'm, you not, I'm not saying right? the end user. I'm saying okay. like the game companies after six months, like get it on GOG, get it on something, put it up on your website so you can order and you can get a goddamn executable that you, could, that you can let people Well, have. my thing with Steam was I was like, I've heard people say that maybe like the DRM, they like it because it makes more purchases in the first couple. Like they know it'll be cracked in mm -hmm. two or three weeks or whatever. And I'm like, well, the Steam that is three months or six months after purchase, you get the full version. Problem yeah, solved, yeah. right? Problem solved with just that. That's all they would have to do is say that the DRM is only in effect for six months because then you know the window of the the window of Valve turning evil all of a sudden is <laughs> you six. Only you only lose six months of work. Right. That's it. Right. Every, that would require, and that's a very easy to swallow thing. And then people like me are like. Totally on your surface. That's all right. we wanted, right? Yep. Whereas right now, I think I spent, I don't even want to know how much I spent. I probably bought like $600 worth of games this Christmas season. It all went to like humble, gog, right. developers own websites. And that's real money that Valve didn't make. Yep. I didn't choose to do that because I'd rather support the developers. I probably would try to buy from developers directly because, hey, maybe give them a little more money or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that didn't factor in it at all. It was simply that I don't approve of DRM and I won't buy games with it. Right. And I do know there's a contingent of people who think exactly that same way. And we're loud and obnoxious and tell people <laughs> about this all the time too. And that'll probably continue. And so I feel like you could so easily satisfy the things we were asking for are not much. Right, right. You could so easily satisfy them. It seems crazy not to. Right. right? Like, why not give us what we want and you get the money? Like, it's you're getting something from it, right? right it's not right, even, right. A, yeah. And that's true. You totally could just, like, after six months, it changes color and you can download an executable that right. you stick on hard Because the only people who wouldn't want to do that are people who actually do want to abuse the control. Right. Right? Because if you actually are talking about just a little, you're just worried, we're just worried about some piracy in this, in this case. We can articulate. It's the early purchasing. Right. We need to protect it or whatever. 
right? It's like, okay, maybe I agree with that, maybe I don't, but it's okay because we all now can say this is an acceptable solution. We've come right. to a compromise, everyone's happy. If you're telling me it's, you need DRM forever, why do you need it forever, guys? Right. Like, what's the thing that's going to happen in four years on this game that you're worried about the ability that I might be able to install it myself? Right. That sounds really sketchy. sketchy to me, right, right. right? And it's hard for me to trust you because the only person who would want that is someone very untrustworthy. Wants to change the right? rules. Yeah. Very untrustworthy. No, it's true. So. All right. Yeah. So DRM, no good. DRM, no, no good. good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we will be back next week. We will be back. We'll yes. be in probably different clothes since this is the last podcast of the day. <laughs> you never you say it last true. It doesn't matter. Yet. It is true that when you watch these podcasts, yeah. we don't wear the same clothes for four weeks. But there row. may be aliasing issues, right? Sometimes we may actually just happen to dress in the same outfit. Yeah, that's the, a separate. That's a separate, yeah, that's issue, a separate yes. thing. Yes. So like if yes. that changes. Some of them are recorded back to back. Yes. You'll see us in the same outfits. We Jeff is trying to say that that does not imply something about our general no. hygienic habits. We already discussed the, the, we already the, discussed laundry, the laundry situation. So we're good there. So we will see you next week All when right. we may in fact have a different, different set of clothing on. That's true. But don't count on us. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.